Hello, welcome to Couch and Chat. I have a very special guest joining me tonight. It is currently 9.35 p.m. It's pretty late. Her name is Sharon O. Hello, Sharon. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you, Jason? Good, good. Um, Sharon actually hit me up randomly a few hours ago. Um, she was at a birthday dinner, and she just happened to be in the area, so why not film this podcast right now? Yep. Happy birthday, Coach Silva. A shout out to Coach Silva. Um, what coach was he? Like, what sport? Oh, it's a, it's a girl, but oh, she was our assistant sorry. coach. You're good. <laughs> For uh, CB Women's Golf. Women's Golf. Okay. Yeah. Super cool. cool. So sorry about that uh, genderized, genderized, I don't even know. <laughs> that statement, I just assumed it was a man, that's totally incorrect. But anyway, good. <laughs> so women's golf. Women's golf. You play golf? golf? Yep. In college? I played four years in college. Okay. And um, I would have to say, let's see, 12 years overall. 12 years overall. Since I was So where did you go to college? I went to college at California Baptist University in okay. Riverside, California. Woo woo, shout out to Riverside. Yeah. Staying local to oh, the yeah. area. Empire. Yeah, um, so you played golf for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you play in high school then? And I played in high school. So like, did you always want to play golf or did you like parents put you into it or what happened? What was your journey into golfing? All right, let's talk see. about that. I actually got this question quite a bit. Yeah. So I started off when I was ten years old. My dad had asked me, "Oh, Sharon, do you want to go to the range with me and my friends um, one evening?" So I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Um, so he took me, and I picked it up fairly quick. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Oh shoot! Like she's pretty good." So that's when he started like investing into. Um, golf for me and Mm -hmm. I started playing junior golf tournaments and soon enough um, I got to a fairly decent level where Mm -hmm. college coaches were looking at me and then I got recruited by coach Mark Machado at CBU. Yeah he's a great guy and yeah that's how I got to CBU. So you played was it D1 golf at CBU? My last year yeah because we were yeah initially we were D2. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it was like a recent thing where you guys mm-hmm. switched to D1. Yeah, okay. we transitioned to D, D1, D1. Mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So you were, okay, so you got in D2, then you became D1. So you got a chance to really play yeah. super competitive. Yeah, it was okay. super, super cool. cool. So you're a student athlete. Yes. So how did you balance everything with school and, you know, playing the sport, practicing, stuff like that? Because I know, I know college itself is a very busy time, like in like extracurriculars, classes, but like when you throw in the athlete part mm-hmm. to the mix, it gets a little oh convoluted, God, it gets a lot sure. harder. So like, how did you balance everything and how did you go through that? So um, with golf, we had practice, give or take 20 hours a week. Okay, so fair. that took a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So we had to, or we were directed to take classes, morning classes, from, mm-hmm. like, 7 a.m. and end at 12 um, noon. 12 noon. And once we got out, we ran to the calf or ate lunch really quick, grabbed a bite, and we headed to the golf course as a team. We drove separate cars, um, and we would practice out there for, like, four or five hours a day, mm-hmm. come home, and me, I majored in um, health science, so I had okay. a lot of science classes. Science classes. Yeah. Can relate. I can relate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it wouldn't be until, like, 8 or 9 p.m. sometimes that I would crack open the books, but really, wow. in the end, what it was, I, I don't know if it's, like, an Asian mentality kind mm-hmm. of thing, but it's, like, all right, if I don't get, or if I don't um, 
seal the A, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's basically a failure. That's Mm -hmm. what my mentality was for me Mm -hmm. in college. Yeah. Like as weird as it sounds. um, It's not weird. Yeah. But yeah. That's how it was, you know, just grind Mm -hmm. every single day. And Mm -hmm. I was hoping that it would pay off in the end. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, it it, it truly did. So Sharon is going into pharmacy school at UCSD, correct? UC San Diego. Are you excited about that? I am stoked. So, like, okay, so why pharmacy out of everything that you could have oh done? I get this question a yeah. lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I kind of dove into the medical field, and mm-hmm. at a certain point, I knew I didn't want to become a physician. It was just too much for me, mm-hmm. personally. So, um thought about other professions like dentistry and, you know, PA, but I realized... You know, I really like to organize and I like to talk to people. Right. And I thought, oh, why not pharmacy? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what led me to pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. So how long is pharmacy school? Four years? It's four years. Four years. And yeah. then after that, you're done. Yep. Unless I want to specialize and do residency and stuff like that. Okay. But for now, it's just four years. Are you afraid of, like, the time commitment that it's going to about to come to you right now compared to, like, CBU? Do you think it's going to be, like, a lot harder? Do you think it's going to be more stressful? Or do you think you'll Um, transition just fine? I would have to say, honestly, you know, the constant grind at CBU as a student athlete. (laughs) Hello? So, are you afraid? Are you excited for, like, what's to come in pharmacy school? Because, like, I know... There must be, like, a larger time commitment compared to what you're used to at CBU. Absolutely. But um, I wouldn't say necessarily that I'm afraid. Um, And I thank CBU for that because as a student athlete, I would say that, um, you know, the constant grind has really prepared me really for whatever Mm -hmm. is thrown my way in the future. Mm -hmm. So... I'm looking forward to pharmacy school. It's four years. It's going to be a good four years in yeah. La Jolla. Thankfully, I La have Jolla. Lene. Mm-hmm. She's going to be living 10 minutes away from me. Who is Lene? Lene is my best friend. Shout out, Lene. <laughs> shout out to Lene yeah. if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Big shout out to mm-hmm. you. My day one. So day one. Thankfully, I'll have her by my side. It'll mm-hmm. be good. So you're going to be like a drug dealer now. Yeah. A legal drug dealer. Legal drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Unless it's kids. legal and prescribed mm-hmm. by, by you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Because I, I know I was, like, on this path also. Well, not pharmacy mm-hmm. in, per se, but similar, like, like medical field and kind of thing, right? pre-med. Yeah. You know, it's the same classes, right? Of course. But for me, I just, like, I kind of detracted from that path because my grades weren't, like, the best. Like, I assumed did you get, like, straight A's all the time. So, like, a 4.0 <laughs> GPA? If that's It's pretty high. So, 4.0, basically. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, pretty high GPA because, obviously, you are in you got accepted at UCSD, which is a very prestigious school. Um, but, yeah, do you have any advice for, like, people who want to pursue not pharmacy specifically, but, like, any medical field that requires, like, really high grades or... Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would definitely recommend just staying determined mm-hmm. and not letting anything or anyone get in your way really and truthfully if you know things come your way like um that you're not comfortable being in like mm-hmm. you know friendships or poor friendships or relationships that you don't want to be in mm-hmm. you know don't let those obstacles 
um, deter you from your true dream. Right. And I would say in regards to discipline, drink lots of coffee because that's what saved my butt Mm -hmm. in undergrad. Um, And for me, I had this goal of being in or to be in pharmacy school, to reach pharmacy school starting my sophomore year. So I stuck to that goal and I made it a priority to, you know, get close to my professors so that I could, um, you know, hopefully get letters of recommendation one day for my application to pharmacy school. I started interning at Loma Linda University's Mm -hmm. medical center. Um, You know, I got a job at the recreation center so my resume itself could, you know, up there yeah Yeah. and you made it you were successful in doing so yeah and another thing um for those who are pursuing medicine or any professional program Mm -hmm. just don't hold back from participating in extracurriculars like clubs um events and stuff like that because you know once you get that vice president or president position that really looks good on your application itself Mm -hmm. so really those four things i definitely recommend that's really good advice Mm -hmm. so everyone who's listening to this podcast right now please take this advice if you want to get into (laughs) you know any prestigious four-year medical or pharmacy or whatever program you want to be involved in because that's really great advice Um, what clubs were you involved in or extracurriculars let's see that were were not medical related right uh, I was in the, for two years, I was in the NCAA Student Athlete Advisor Committee on campus okay. as the secretary, mm-hmm. and I was the vice president of the pre-pharmacy club on campus for two years, and the president of that same club for one year. And then I was a secretary of the chemistry club for two years. Wow. And then... Just involved in too many things, huh, to remember... Yeah, but no, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's that a lot. that that took up my uh, yeah mostly my sophomore to late junior mm-hmm. to early senior year. That's a lot of stuff, especially yeah, but... like also as a student athlete <laughs> and keeping up a GPA that high. That's insane. Yeah, but it, it's a great lifestyle to live. It honestly. definitely is. Like, <laughs> like that's the same lifestyle I like to live by. Mm-hmm. Like just constantly being involved and of course. just just I don't know. I like to over involve myself. Which isn't a bad thing. It's like, not a bad thing. You get to meet amazing, yeah. incredible people, mm-hmm. you know, get your foot in the door for many things, mm-hmm. um, you know, gain leadership experience. True. Mm-hmm. So I don't regret a single thing. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you made it here, so. You were involved in a lot at UCLA. Yeah, I was. Yeah, tell I, us about that. I don't even remember what I was involved in. Okay, so like <laughs> my first to four year, like first, second, third, and fourth year, I was involved in different things every year. Like so, housing one time, right? Housing. Yeah. So I was in housing for like three years. I started as, like, a media specialist where mm-hmm. I was, like, in charge of, like, photography, videography, social media, stuff like that. That's how you met Ramses. That's how you're I met like, Ramses. You're famous. Yep, that's how I met <laughs> Ramses. And, like, yeah, long story short, like, that's how I met him. And then he joined the fraternity and we became best friends after mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, I was part of that for three years. So it was social media stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I did research for, like, three years as well. You know, herbivorous fish behavior. Like, what am I doing? Like, why am I researching herbivorous fish? You know, I'm mm-hmm. not even doing that anymore. I'm doing wine. Um, after college, like, for work. I majored in psychobiology, <laughs> and I also was part of student government for a year. I kind of, like, regulated elections, which is super fun. Um, so I really just, like, 
I didn't spread myself thin, but I was like in different pockets on yeah, campus where like I was able to variety. meet a wide variety of people. That's incredible. Because I didn't want to just limit myself to like people who are pre-med and like the science classes. Of course. I don't know. So, some of those people tend to be a little neurotic in a way, but oh, yeah. yeah, you probably know from experience, Definitely. but yeah. So that's crazy that you're in pharmacy school now. Insane. Going to be. Going Starting to be. Starting September When is your white, course, white coat ceremony? When is that? My white coat ceremony is on the 27th of September. That's coming up. 5 p.m. at UCSD. Come through. All right. Everyone is invited. <laughs> everyone come through. So let's uh, demystify this interview process. Because I right. think a lot of people want to know um, what that's like. I don't even know what that's like. The interview process? So I'm going to ask you because you've definitely gone through multiple probably, right? I have. So tell us about that. All right. So... Um, each school, for pharmacy school at least, is a little bit different. Mm. So for me, I sent in my application fairly early. Mm-hmm. I would have to say August or September, which is um, early for the application period. Of what year? Third or fourth year? Of my... F- fourth? My, after my junior year summer. Okay. So that I could go into pharmacy school straight okay. after graduation. Okay. Right. Um, so I sent in my application, mm-hmm. started hearing back from schools uh, saying, hey, like, we'd love to hear back or get you for an interview. This happened in September. So like late September. So not even like two months after I turned in my applications, I started hearing back. Mm-hmm. And um, most of them start off as like the really bulk interviews. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's many people there, like, groups of 20, and they start off in the morning roughly around 9 a.m., mm-hmm. and um, the admissions committee, they basically welcome you with, you know, food, breakfast, refreshments. Wow. It's it, They pamper you up. Yeah, they do, and it mm-hmm. makes you feel, like... Better. Yeah, it does. A little more relaxed and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we get split off into groups, mm-hmm. typically. Um, the first group, for example, would be, you know, the essay portion. The second group would be the campus tour. Third group would be interview, which mm-hmm. I thought was the scariest part. And right. then the fourth <laughs> group would be, like, uh, Q&A. Q&A, okay. Q&A with the alumni or mm-hmm. students. Um, but for the interview portion... Well, shout out to CBU because their career center is amazing. Out of the <laughs> yeah, um, they prepared me really well. But mm-hmm. for the interview section, they asked like basically like what you asked me: why pharmacy? What got you into pharmacy? Can you tell us about how your um, undergraduate career has prepared you to be an excellent student or mm-hmm. a future physician, mm-hmm. um, or not physician practitioner? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Just questions like that, and. Um, yeah, like, tell us about yourself, really. Yeah. They can be either broad or very narrow questions. Right. Mm-hmm. Your heart is beating, like, the entire time. Yeah, probably. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a great yeah. experience. I had my first interview, I would have to say, in September. And then my last interview at UCSD was That was your last interview? Yeah. was my last interview. And that was in February. Oh, shoot. That's yeah, way, that's way down the line. Yeah, and it was September. It was so complicated, Jason, because like these schools, they were like a week after they would be telling me, like giving me feedback and telling me, oh, you got accepted or whatever, and they would tell me, we want to hear back from you, and you got to tell us if you want, you know, accept our offer within the next like week, mm-hmm. and I still got like 
A week? Yeah. You had a week to decide. Yeah, and this was in, like, September, and I didn't even hear back from, right. you know. So what did you do in those situations? Did you, like, just say, okay, I can't do this, or did you, like, ask them to prolong it a little bit more, or a um, combination of both? So I couldn't really ask them pr- to prolong it, because right. obviously there's other people waiting for Response. the spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really, in the end, came down to, do I really want to go to the school? Right. Like, is it really fitting for me? Do I think I have a good shot at the next school or, you know? Because I know when we first met, I think this is the first time we met, mm-hmm. was at the USC tailgate, right? Yeah. Like in person. Yeah. Right? And that's when I said, I'm going to USC. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And then when you, you know, told us the news about UCSD, mm-hmm. I was super confused. So, like, right. what happened during that time? Because yeah. I met you. You were going to go to USC. Uh-huh. I was 100%. like, okay, I don't like you because you're going to USC. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, tell us about, like, what happened. Um, so I had my USC interview, I would say January? No, December. 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 Okay, pretty early. And the interview went very well. Mm-hmm. And I heard back a few weeks later saying, oh, you got accepted. Um, please, like, let us know if you want to accept or deny the offer. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is my dream school. I'm going to accept it like right now mm-hmm. so i don't know if you know but there's like a deposit like a enrollment deposit that oh. you have to put down every time you decide to accept an offer okay so us yeah usc's was like a thousand so like obviously i i paid the commitment deposit mm-hmm. and i was mm-hmm. like oh my god like i'm gonna tro- i'm a trojan now you know yeah, it's gonna go be USC. great yeah yeah fight on and i didn't think i would get into uc san diego because like the acceptance rate is, like... Like, super low. Yeah. Like this. There's, like, 60 people in a class. Like, it's tiny. Yeah. It's tiny. So, I was like, I have no chance. Whatever. Um, but then, I remember distinctly. So, I was at a car dealership with my parents. Okay. My parents were buying a car. Okay. And I get an email from UCSD. Okay, this is kind of fast-forwarded. But okay. I get the email from them saying I'm accepted. This mm-hmm. is two weeks after... Or, like, two or three weeks after I have an interview with them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm at the car dealership, and I opened up my emails just because, like, out of habit, like, for the past five months, Mm -hmm. email, email, email. So I open it up, and it says, from UCSD, you have been selected, you know. Yeah, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you for admission. And, like, I'm just like, oh, my God, Dad, guess what? He's like, what? I got accepted. So I knew right then and there I was going to go. To San Diego because mm-hmm. um, I would just have to say the location, right, the school right. reputation. Because mm-hmm. you know, like there's been scandals, like cheating the U- and yeah, the USC thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been really hectic mm-hmm. for them. And the price, like oh, I forgot. Yeah, USC is very. Can expensive. you believe it? It's private school. Yeah. Not even just for undergrad, but for pro- professional schools, mm-hmm. it's really marked up compared to like other things. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, so the scandals at USC. Mm-hmm. Um, what other reasons did you choose UCSD oh, over? Let's see. What did I say? Location, scandals, um, uh, reputation, price, was good. reputation. Price. Oh, price, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, price for sure. Uh, just you know, like I, I feel like anyone really would be happier in La Jolla than like, you know, the, the boonies in LA. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it were Westwood, like freaking see, West, UCLA. Westwood is a different story. Yeah, completely yeah. different story, yeah. but. Now, now you're going to be on your way soon. Yeah. September, you have a few more months yeah. to really just live this life as 
a non-school, non-working. Well, I mean, you're working. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but no worries in the world yeah. academically. No big worries, yeah. yeah. So what are you doing now? So you finished undergrad, yes, right? Yes, I did. Graduated April 30th right now. Wow, you graduated a long ass time ago. I know, right? It's been a quick minute. Um, so right now I'm working part-time at Nectar Juice Bar mm-hmm. as a juicer. And that's, you know, anywhere between Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And I'm babysitting my niece and nephew Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays. Cool. So definitely keeping myself, you busy. know, busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making a little money here and there. Like, you know, like not being a potato. Yeah, um, Going to the beach a lot. That's good. Going to the pool, catching up with friends that I haven't mm-hmm. seen in a long time. Uh, what else am I doing? Sounds like your your plate is full already. Yeah, I'm having honest. a good time. Summer's been great. What it's about you? Uh, for me, I've been doing more or less the same thing minus the working thing. Because, you know, all my life I've yeah. always done something over yeah. the summer, which, you know, was a lot of pressure growing up. And this is like my first summer where I'm not ob- obligated to do anything, really. I, it's a good life. It's, it's a good life. Like, you're working, right? I'm not even working. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's been super unfulfilling. But I think it's been really important for me to really just, you know, unwind and just relax for Mm -hmm. a little bit and just, like, you know, take a rest before I fully fledge myself into, like, a career and, like, start working for, like, the rest of my life. That's what you need sometimes, mm -hmm. just to recharge. Yeah. And I graduated, like, a month ago, so I've only had, like, a month of the break. And honestly, it's been enough for me. Of course. So what I've been doing this summer, basically the same thing. Like, you Mm -hmm. have I've been going to the beach. Mm Mm-hmm. Reading some books here and there. Yeah, and you're moving soon. I'm moving next That's week. That's right, you guys. He's moving to uh, OC. Mid, yeah, OC. Yeah, OC. Right where I am, actually. Yeah, right where she lives. Uh, it's a it's a town, city, city, town, city, district. More like a Orange County. No, Mission Viejo. Or Mission Viejo. Oh, yeah. it's like a city, yes. Yeah. So Mission Viejo is like a small city yeah. in Orange County. I'm going to be moving there, and that's actually where. Sharon's from, mm-hmm. right? You well, grew up there? Or like, kind of? five minutes away. Five minutes away, okay, so, so I'm Basically, involved. yes. Basically, no. <laughs> I technically got that incorrect. But I just want to ask you this question also. Um, so what role models or, like, figures did you, like, look up to, like, during this whole process, like, during school and during your pharmacy application process, all that? So who would you look up to? Of course. Uh, you know, I tell this to the people who are interviewing me at pharmacy oh, okay. school because mm-hmm. that's a... Is, is that a very common question oh, really? as well? But I should just do that for work. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, my number one role model would undoubtedly be my brother, Scott. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He is 25 now. He goes to dental school at University of the Pacific, and he's about to graduate in one year. Wow. And um, he's just been someone that I look up to my entire life, mostly the past four years, though, because... He as well graduated from UCLA. Go, go Bruins. Bruins! Let's go! <laughs> yeah, with the bio degree. Um, okay. And he has just been wholeheartedly committed to dentistry, and mm-hmm. he's also been a huge family guy and just so respectful and diligent and hardworking and also compassionate. There's just so much I could say about him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's exactly the type of person that I would want to be. Right. So... Shout out Scott. Shout out Scott. Yeah. And Go Bruins, you know. Yeah. He, he also has a solid group of friends, you That's know. Good. Mm-hmm. And I consider his friends my friends. That's really good. Too. And yeah. don't you love it when people are just so wholesome? Yeah, no, definitely. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I remember talking to Renee about this. Okay. Um, Who is Renee? Renee is my roommate, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Um, those of you listening, he's my roommate that has been living with me 
the past two years at UCLA has been a great time. It's one of my best yeah. friends. But yeah, go, go ahead. So I remember when we all hung out in Santa Barbara, like mm-hmm. after that weekend, I met you or met him. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like these people you surround yourself with are so wholesome and, you know, everything they do is just incredible. Like mm-hmm. you, Renee, Ramses, and like, Everyone else, like, mm-hmm. I remember distinctly we were eating, like, twice, two meals, mm-hmm. um, and all of you guys, like, we were with a huge group, not a huge group of people, but right. a solid group of people, yeah. mm-hmm. and you guys didn't even, like, look at your phone once, like, not mm-hmm. to check a text, like, you know, like, it's as if, like, we were unplugged completely, right. mm-hmm. there was no technology in the world, like, it was just us and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it's just so nice to have that group of friends that you can truly have a heart-to-heart conversation with and connect with. Because that's hard to find lately. It's very hard to find. Especially in today's you know, yeah, day and age. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, what really opened my eyes up. Opened my eyes. I was like, mm-hmm. these people are something else. Right. Yeah. And now we're friends. Yeah. Now we're here. Well, we've always been friends. We've always been friends. <laughs> now you have more friends. Yeah, right. Like, more it's friends. funny, like... You meet other people, like, your mutual friends of, like, mutual friends, and mm-hmm. just the network gets bigger and bigger. And, you know, like minds attract other like minds, and wholesome people, that means, mm-hmm. attract other wholesome people. So yeah. now we're here. Of course. So that's great. I'm I'm glad we had that impression on you. I wasn't aware of that at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't oh, aware. No. no, I told Renee about this, too. Wow. Yeah, Renee never brought that up with me, either. Oh. It's a really, interesting. really yeah. good point. Now you know. Now I know. Wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so to wrap up this podcast, um, for those viewers or not viewers, listeners listening right now, um, what I was going to say one piece of advice, but feel free to give as much advice as you want. Um, what advice do you want to give to people who, you know, might be going into college right now and unsure about what they're doing and maybe they want, they have an interest in pharmacy or of course, like what do you recommend Um. they do or or Why? even people like graduating yeah. have no idea what they're doing because I was in that boat for a little bit too. So, um, well, I would recommend to the people who are actually going mm-hmm. into college, uh, you know, try to discover what you really like, like your mm-hmm. passion, your niche, mm-hmm. um, and that will guide you to what profession you truly want to pursue. Mm-hmm. But in the real world. Aside from professionalism and chasing your dreams, Mm -hmm. just have a good time in college because I realized, like, I've been reflecting on this a lot for the past few months. Yeah, you've had a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Um, College, I've heard this from several people, but not until I experienced it myself was I able to realize college is the only time that you'll be surrounded by so many people that are the same age that you will be able to party with, or not party with, I mean, have a good time, you know, go... Party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or do any, like, wholesome activities, like hiking or something. Of course, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know, like, you're never going to be surrounded again with so many people that, Mm. you know, truly, I don't mm, know, interest you. Interest you and so different, different, Mm -hmm. like, walks of life. Yeah. um, Different interests, different, like, majors or fields of studies. Of course. Like you said, again, similar age. It's just a weird... Not weird, but very niche and very, mm-hmm. you know, specific and special time. And of course. And so, Jason, what I wanted to say, like, right. mm-hmm. um, for me in college, 
you know how I told you, like, oh, like, everything was a grind constantly, 24-7, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. golf, school, academics, extracurriculars, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, I would recommend to those who are pursuing professional school or maybe, you know, just in college in general mm-hmm. to actually enjoy every moment and, you know, get the papers done quick, get the homework done yeah. quick and go yeah. out. Have yeah. a good time. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be able to go out Ever. again like this and mm-hmm. have a truly amazing time with your friends and buddies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's okay to put aside the academics. Yeah. Just put it away. Don't take life so seriously yeah. and just... Totally agree. You know? Mm-hmm. And just enjoy it. Because yeah. if it's anything that I... If it's anything that I regret... It's um, not spending enough time with my friends or going out. You know, it's constantly, hey, Sharon, like, do you want to you wanna go out tonight? Like, oh, do you want to do this or this? Hey, do you want to go grab coffee? But it's constantly like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I have to study. I have to read, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I remember distinctly at one point I was, like, riding around on my bike on campus, and I didn't have my backpack with me because I was just right. mm-hmm. getting food. <laughs> and then one of my friends was like, oh, my God, Sharon, this is the first time I've seen you without a backpack. Like, what is up? Yeah, and what that's, is up? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, when I was like, <laughs> am I that much of a nerd? Yeah. I'm, I'm really not that much of a nerd. I hope not. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what opened yeah. my mind, my perspective, mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, just don't stress out. Don't get anxiety. Just chill out because life show, is yeah. really too short to stress the hell out 24-7. Exactly. And I'm going to take my own advice mm-hmm. from that quote right there. Right there. Yeah, you take, take that advice. I, I'll take that advice. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Yeah. You know, I'm going through the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I just graduated. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, reminiscing about the times where, right. you know, Constantly it's just so weird because, like, I was in this space where, like, all my friends were together, you know, living together. And within close proximity, I could go upstairs to see mm-hmm. someone or go downstairs or yeah. go visit someone on campus, right? Like, um, you're never bored. I never had a car, so I didn't need one because everyone the was there. The homies everywhere, right? right? The homies are everywhere. Yeah. But if one, someone told me this, um, just when I started senior year, I was doing interviews, right, for jobs. Mm-hmm. And one of my interviewers told me, you know, this is your senior year. Say yes to everything because you'll never get a chance to do mm-hmm. that again. And so... I was fortunate enough to say yes to oh everything. My God. I got myself into some very sticky situations, but <laughs> but it was like you know I took that advice and it really like I'm looking back and like I'm glad because I would have you know put aside a lot of these things and said no I had to study or no I didn't yeah. apply to jobs or no I have to prepare for this interview or no I have to sleep earlier tonight blah blah right, blah. Right. And I was fortunate enough to hear that at the right time and you know spent my entire last year just. You know, having fun. On that note, yeah. what is the craziest thing that you did say yes to? During that fourth year? Yeah. Oh, craziest thing I said yes to. God, there's been so much. I, every time someone asks me, mm-hmm. like, not like to avoid your question, but any time someone asks me, that's the craziest thing you've done in college, or mm-hmm. what's the craziest thing you've done in your fraternity, or what, you know, craziest thing mm-hmm. or most memorable, it's hard for me to come up with an answer because mm-hmm. there's a lot. Every Every moment that I've had, like, with any of my friends or acquaintances at UCLA Mm -hmm. it's been very memorable and you know I tend to get myself in very crazy situations a lot of the time you don't say no I I, realize that because like the all the times that I was visiting you guys like you Mm -hmm. and I um you never said no like oh like 
I was like, do you want to go get food? I was like, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, sure, right now. <laughs> like, all the time. Let's go get tacos. Yeah. Uh, sure, yeah, let's go. Like, you want to go get boba? Yeah, why not? Yeah, because I knew, like, after this period of my life, it wouldn't be the same because now no one's hitting me up. Like, mm-hmm. no one's hitting me yeah. up to get tacos. Yeah. Or, or no boba. one's hitting me up to get boba or mm-hmm. go to the local bar just to hang out and dance. And no one's, you know, hitting me up to go see, watch a movie with them or walk over to a place to help them out with some homework or have a shoulder to cry on. It's not, it's not like that anymore. It's, it's different. And, you know, to answer your question about the craziest thing, you know, I, I don't have an answer. I really don't. I hope that answer was an answer to your question, like yeah. that long-winded <laughs> answer. But, like, yeah, my okay. experience... No answer needed. Yeah, no answer needed. You know, mic drop. Um, it's, <laughs> it's... I would say my entire four years was a crazy experience. And I definitely changed as a person, like, right after high school going to college. Because it was, like, my first time where I got to really just explore everything that I wanted to do and have no restriction or limitation on that and... I'm, that's that's a great lifestyle to yeah. live. And I'm thankful for me. Yeah, no, I'm so thankful for like the friends that I've made cuz mm-hmm. like I think that's the one thing I really am grateful yeah. that I've gained out of the experiences the experiences themselves and two the more tangible thing is like the friend group that I've had, like that I now have. Like I have different friends here like involved in different things so like mm-hmm. you know I'm really grateful for that so. Of course. But yeah. Thanks for flipping the script on me. But yeah, of course. But yeah, I think that will conclude the podcast. Awesome. Thank you again, Sharon. Thanks for, for having me, Jason. Coming. Of course. Uh, I know you've been listening for recently, right? A loyal listener right loyal, here. Loyal listener right <laughs> yeah. here, Sharon. And now she finally got a chance the to tides have turned. come on. Yeah. So thanks again for coming. Yeah, thanks for having and me. And peace out, everyone. Thank, thank you all for listening. Welcome to Couch and Shed. Peace out. And.